So, welcome to episode number 12 of Everlasting Resilience. My name is Aaron Eskilsen, and this is this year, 2023's first episode. How about that? And I'm today with a really, really special guest. He's a friend. He's a colleague. I've known him for over, you know, seven to ten years. Moshe Talmi, how are you, Moshe? Welcome to Everlasting Resilience. Aaron, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Your first episode of 2023. It's even more of an honor. I love it. Let's kick off the year. Thank you for being here. You know, we, we've talked about this for a couple of weeks and now it happened the first week of the year. So I'm guessing it's like the seed level of the year, you know, when you're beginning the new race, when you're beginning, you know, a new part of your life. So I'm really, really happy that you're here. So just an intro on context on what this episode's going to be. It's not going to be your regular self-help episode of 2023 where you're going to set goals goals or you're going to say how much money you want to make or you know I want to date more people or I want to travel more it's actually going to be of how we experience 2023 regardless of the results and Moshe and I have been preparing an episode for, you know for as I said over a couple of weeks and we want to share with you you know a different mindset a different perspective or paradigm of how we view life and especially how we view challenges so today's episode is called the UX of life and we're going to get into what does it mean UX and what does it mean the UX of life. Nevertheless, I do want Moshe to, you know, take a few minutes so you can introduce yourself and maybe say, you know, what you do, maybe what inspires you, if you have some authors that inspire you, some ideas and what you want to achieve in 2023, regardless of the results. Well, just quickly, the first thing that came to mind before I even talk about myself, that's such a powerful idea because I think so many people people are results driven. And then it kind of leaves you to be hanging at the, you are the effect of if the results happen, great. If not, not great. I think right, that's the idea. We'll talk a little bit more about how to live life beyond that and just more about the UX. I love it, the UX. So we'll get into that. But for me, I grew up in Florida. I grew up going to religious schools, all surrounding the religion of Judaism, about the Bible and that sense of spirituality. But at the same time, I also grew up going to the Kabbalah Center and studying Kabbalah from there. I've always been inspired by that topic, less of religion, but more of spirituality, of how to make it practical, things, really simple tools of how to view life, and how to look at life in different ways. Again, probably what we'll talk about so much today, but that makes such a difference, especially because the people that I've had, you know, I, I say the blessing, I have a blessing to be around really, really great people. And when I look at them and I see in them and in myself, how just a shift of mindset of how you look at your life, how you look at your day, again, like these tools of thought, when we say tools, it's not even like physical things. It's like a, it's a mindset that you can just live such a better life, a happier life through these tools. That's what inspires me. So, I mean, some authors, first thing, of course, that comes to my mind, again, because my background is in the Kabbalah Center, even today, right? Nowadays, I, I work for the Kabbalah Center. I'm inspired by their work. So some authors from there are Rob Berg and Karen Berg. But then also, it's funny you mentioned authors. I read a really good book by Matt Haig that took me through some really difficult times in the past few years. I love him. What's the and, name um, of the book? I'm yeah, sorry. The name of the book is called Reasons to Stay Alive. And it talks about his process through depression and anxiety. And for him, literally what kept him going. And it was a really big inspiration to me. I, I, maybe we'll go into it, not fully right now, but in difficult times for me, I, I wouldn't say I was at the place that he was at, but to read what he what he wrote and his experience and 
tools that helped him, it was a huge, huge lift up. Well, it's it's like, you yeah. know, I'm pretty sure that you've heard of this author, uh, Victor Frankl, that he lived through, obviously, the, the Holocaust. And in his oh, book, no, yeah. uh, Man's Search for Meaning, he actually, you know, it's, you know, something, obviously, like you said, reasons to say a lie, but Victor Frankl says Man's Search for Meaning. And we all need to give meaning and do, to give interpretation to these difficult times because if we don't, then those times will define us. And as you said, we're going to be the effect. And then the fact that we don't have the relationship or that we're lacking the job or that we're lacking the financial stability will give us meaning as, as a man or as a woman or as a father or as a person or as an entrepreneur. And I think that that's what we're going to talk about today. How, how can we navigate those times? How can we navigate those difficult moments? Yeah, exactly. I love that the general podcasts that you do are about resilience. I think it's incredible. I think you started the idea with the UX and I thought it was incredible, but maybe introduce it to everyone else who didn't hear it yet. What's, well, um, what's the UX? Yeah, so 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 it really came to my mind because I wrote a book two years ago, you know, also based, uh, you know, I openly share that I also go to the Kabbalah Center for, I think it's been 10 years now, 11 years, something like that. And I always was really attracted to the idea of the definition of consciousness you know in the u.s the word consciousness is really popular but you know in latin america i'm from the word conciencia it's not really popular in in the way that the center or the rav and karen define consciousness so when you say you know the phrase of the rav that i think that all of us who've come to the center have heard every once in a while la conciencia lo es todo y todo es conciencia or consciousness is everything it's really difficult to define in spanish it's really difficult to define in Spanish. There's actually, oh. funny fact, there's actually a song from a really good salsa singer called La Conciencia. I think his name is Gilberto Santa Rosa. La Conciencia me dice que, que no la puedo olvidar. And it's actually about a fight between what your heart wants and what your conciencia wants. So it's really like, you know, it's... it's, it's yeah, really, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's really crazy. And, you know, when I talk, when I give talks and seminars and whatever, it's like that conciencia. Oh, like the Gilberto Santa Rosa songs. Not like the salsa song. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, I think, yeah, even in English, consciousness isn't necessarily... I don't know how often it's used, but awareness, maybe. Awareness, like exactly. Awareness. So that's when the UX thing came up. So when I wrote mm -hmm. the book, the book is called Unleashing Your Limitless Consciousness. So when I wrote the book and I start defining what is consciousness from different points of view. So we know that a way to see consciousness is awareness, as we said. Another is intention. What's the intention that I want? You know, another is desire. But then I was actually at the same time working at my startup, Ofrece Tu Talento. And I was, you know, going through the screens of the app that we're building, the web app. And someone said, oh, we need a new UX. Also, we, we need new buttons here. We need a new design. And I start seeing like, you know, what if life had a UX? You know, what if my relationship with my partner had a UX, a different experience of the relationship with my partner? You know, just as I go into Twitter or I go into Instagram and I open up a window and it's, oh, it's a beautiful window. And, you know, when you say it's clean, it's well designed, it's organized, it's aesthetic. What if we could do the same analogy with my job, with my partner, with my business, with my health? How do I experience a health issue? You know, you know, God forbid, but how do I experience? Do I experience this with fear? Am I afraid? Am I panicking when the doctor calls? Or let's say, you know, I, I think this is really popular. I don't know if it's happened to you, but when you start dating someone and you're, you're like in the initial phases, you know, <laughs> this person sends you a chat, you send this person a chat. 
you know, WhatsApp or whatever, and then the person disappears for two days. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. That happened to me not so long ago. Like, <laughs> it's such a perfect example. No, well, first of all, I just want to bring attention to that. That analogy, I think, is genius. Like when you you mentioned to me before, but you're bringing it up again. Obviously, UX. I think it's a it's totally genius. And like I said, how I've been, I would say, blessed with being around people who really inspire me. Like I look at them, and without them necessarily needing to say anything, how they live their life. I'm just like, I'm just in awe. And that's one of the things, you know, I, I could tell two, no two people have the same experience, even though they could be going through the exact same exactly. thing. And when I see someone face some sort of challenge for them, if I put myself in their shoes and I go, oh my, that would be so difficult. And I don't know what I would do. And I would go through a whole list of emotions maybe. And then I also am able to see this in myself when I try to develop the skill of trying to have a different outlook on life. You, you see someone just say, Okay, you know, that's at least at the very basic level, instead of whatever it is, freaking out, or like you said, examples of fear or worry or doubt, and all th those things come and they're natural. But but I think we can all agree when you see someone just stop and be like, wow, okay, embrace, you embrace the moment and you, you're at least okay. You, It's funny, you mentioned earlier today, like you're at peace with 2023. So when you're at least at peace with things, that's one of the most inspiring things to me. I see someone be able to be at peace with things that look really difficult and then i think i guess we'll maybe we'll also touch upon how powerful that is I, it obviously sounds enticing because who doesn't want that who doesn't want to not have as many fears or doubts or stress and that feeling in your chest and but it it then it, it then also changes your experience when Definitely. when you're able to build that muscle of like okay whatever's going on it looks horrible or it looks intense or it looks scary but let me at least maybe even better right i keep saying at least at peace maybe you're happy that's maybe the next level but but when you're at least at peace, uh, I'm just saying that's one of the most inspiring things to me. Also, that, that I think we need to touch upon, Moshe, being at peace with the past. Because, you know, I feel that mm -hmm. 2020, 2021, the pandemic, everything that went on worldwide in every single country of planet Earth, you know, many people lost loved ones. Many people lost a business. You know, businesses went bankrupt. Many people lost jobs. They had to switch jobs. You know, I've actually, and this is really sad for me, and, and, and I definitely, I know I don't want to say names, but this is really sad for me. I'm recently discovering that, you know, people are divorcing. There was a really strong quarantine during 2020, 2021, like full yeah. quarantine, man. I mean, I remember Christmas two years ago, you know, there was full quarantine from Thursday, 6 p.m. to Monday, 6 a.m. You could not leave your house, man. Not even to go to the supermarket. Oh, wow. I mean, it was military-style wow. quarantine. So obviously what happens, you know, many people are, you know, pushed into, you know, a small space, a house, and, you know, your ego comes up, your need to control, your, your anger comes up. And now what's happening two years later or one year later is that the conclusion of that is that, you know, you have broken houses, broken families, people are moving out. And we really need to be at peace with the past just as it was, you know, to be able to accept and say yes to the past just as it was. You and I were yeah. talking earlier about this book, Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now and A New Earth. And he actually has a phrase in A New Earth coming to my mind right now about something that in our consciousness or, or in a subconscious mind, we say something that happened in the past is keeping me from being happy at the present moment. Since I can't deal with the past mm. in this present moment, there's a part of me that is still angry or still sad or still resentful or holds a grudge about the past. And I think that maybe by doing that, 
I will change the past. And that can be, you know, once again, I lost a relationship, I lost some money, maybe it was a health issue, maybe, you know, God forbid, it was a legal issue, maybe. How can we really have the past steal our present moment? And then how can we be resilient? We cannot be resilient if we're still thinking about that relationship that we lost or that beautiful moment that we lost two or three years ago. It is through acceptance and through trust and through having a different UX of the now, of the here and the now that we say, you know something, that had to happen, man. Maybe that Mm -hmm. family loss had to happen so I can now fully bloom into someone else you know, January or February, 2023, you know? Wow, such a crucial point. There's a few things that came to my mind, but to highlight this idea, we have, it's a little funny, but it's true. We have this subconscious thought that says, if I hold on to the past, I can maybe change it. And then it's holding us back from accepting. A lot of times, I always tell this to people, if you're struggling with something, you don't know what to do, talk it out with a friend. Like we're talking it out now. Like when I say the words, like if I asked you, do you think that by holding on to the past, you could change it? It's like, but, but I think it's really subconscious, you know, many times, you know, you know, Moshe, I I, I don't think that people are fully aware that we're doing it, but I, I think that it most happens, especially in human relationships. Like maybe someone owes you money or, or there was a nasty divorce or something like that. And in the now, as we said, the UX of life is how do I experience people now? I experience people through not trusting them. I don't fully trust people. I don't want to date anyone new anymore. I don't want to expose myself to a new job or to a new startup or to a new business because I'm so afraid of what happened two, three, five years ago that I'm closed right now. So that's about the UX of life. How am I experiencing now love? How am I experiencing now being an entrepreneur once again? You know, I think some people listening to this, even right now, you know, they'll say, what do you mean? You know, I should hold on to the past. For some of us, it sounds obvious. Oh, always let go, let go, let go. But not necessarily. What about people that say, because you brought up a great example, someone owes me money and they never paid me back and and I suffered a financial loss and now, and my life got worse because of it. So now I'm going to not be as trustworthy of people. That's what life taught me. You can't trust people. What's wrong with that? Why, Why shouldn't we think that way? I think that, that we have come to a point in the podcast and, and in our conversation that we, we definitely <laughs> need to talk about something else that we have not talked about, but I think that we need to introduce it. And it's the UX, once again, how do we experience our higher power? And I think that, uh, yeah. See, I think that's where that, I was gonna I go. think that, <laughs> that it's, it's really important to mention this. And by the way, when I say higher power, it's however, and everyone conceives that, you know, some people identify with a particular teacher, whether it's Jesus, whether it's the prophet Muhammad, whether it's, uh, whether it's Hashem, the light, whatever you want to call it. I'm really into theta healing that calls it the creator of all that is. So you can say the creator mm. or, or, or the source, the universe, the universe. How do you experience that in your life? Because here, I definitely want to speak about someone that I know, you know, mm-hmm. his name is Michal Berg. And, and he, he says, in many of his lectures, that this force needs to be experienced. It's not something intellectual or academic or something that I read about in a book or in the paper. I think, you know, Ravash, like an author of the center, has uh, taste and see that the creator is good, you know, know, to be able to have an experience, to be able to have an experience of the creator when I'm having breakfast, when I'm having coffee, when I'm in a traffic jam, when I'm, you know, booked on a flight to go to Tokyo and the flight is delayed 10 hours. How do I experience that light of the creator in that moment? 
and how can I actually see, you know, the face of the creator and that. And I, I know these are deep topics, but it's, it's to answer your yeah. question. It's to be able to actually recognize light in the darkness. And that can sometimes take a second and that can sometimes take a longer process. So to answer sure. your question, when someone owes me money or when I perceived that someone wrong did something wrong to me, whether it was, you know, a particular, once again, a business issue, or it was, uh, I lost something, you know, to the government or to whatever. Or a lot of family. A know, lot hurt. of family issues. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like if I would be holding up a chair, you know, I'm holding up a chair and saying, you know something, I'm holding onto this grudge from the past because my cousin did not invite me to her wedding and Thanksgiving and all of my family was there and I was the only one left out. How could she do this to me? And it's January and Thanksgiving was in November. I'm still holding up to the chair. When I let go of the chair, Moshe, do I let go of the chair for myself or for my cousin who got married in November? For myself. Exactly. So wh why do I need to, to let go of the chair? Not for my cousin. Maybe my cousin is already in her honeymoon once again in Hawaii or in Fiji. And she doesn't even remember that she forgot to send me the invite. Maybe the person who owes you money right now owes is owed over twice the money because of, you know, the laws of cause and effect and karma. But as fast as I let go of the chair to life, to my family, to the other person, I can have a UX right now of peace, of love, of resilience, and of second chances. Yeah, it's, it's incredible how big of a game changer this could be. And I love, I love that example. I don't even know where to start because there's so many other good examples and things that come to my mind. You know, but the main thing, well, first of all, I like that you mentioned Michael, Michael Berg, because the truth is that people remember from 10 minutes ago when I kept saying how I'm inspired by people. It is multiple people around me that are able to go through a regular day or a super difficult day and just be at peace or even more than that peace, happy. I was thinking of him primarily and some other people, but she's just as a happy person. And you see people that are just happy. And, and by the way, what does it mean to be happy in the face of anything? That's resilient. Because you, you can look at things that other people would really, like we said before, like not to repeat too much, but they would react to really negatively and they're happy. It's like, what, that, they're super resilient. Um, but I think if we talk about the higher power and the UX, right? So first of all, what I love about the example that the metaphor you're using with the user experience is that it's really practical. Like I said before, who wouldn't want to be at peace? Okay, so that's one nice benefit, but it's much more than that. Like when you talk about user experience on an app, Imagine an app for like investments. Someone just somebody just recently this week tried to get me on an app for like investing in money. Da, da, da. If the buttons on that app don't allow me to invest in the places I want to, or imagine this, imagine you invest in an app and you use the right buttons and you click that it's a good user experience. You invest in a certain stock and then there's no button to take your money back out. Like you're, you're stuck. Like there's really serious <laughs> effects of of positive Is or negative. Is that a crypto app, Moshe, by the way? <laughs> it's partially, partially, and it's also like regular bonds and stocks and stuff. But it, but that's what, what all that's user experience. I don't think we think about it because you know we're in a, we're in a world where the apps work well. But like now you take that to life. Like you were saying, like you're holding the chair. Like when we hold on to things from the past, we don't live in acceptance or whatever your your user experience, your outlook, your consciousness on life is, you are affecting which buttons you can press in your life. Mm -hmm. How do you live? And especially if you believe in karma, like you brought in, I also do. So then it has an even greater impact because the way I live today affects my tomorrow. And I want to live today fully present. Just the last thing, because like I said, so many things came to my mind, but somebody recently shared with me in the past few months that the true definition of healing 
and that's mentally, even physically, like these things that we hold on to by not accepting, by not having a user experience of, okay, there's a higher power that's, when we say higher power, it has to be good. Just, I hope, I don't know if that was clarified. I, I, like, de yeah, definitely. It. And and once again, the intention of that higher power is to always give me everything that I need and the resources that I need to be able to manifest my fullest potential. Like that higher right. power has my best intentions at hand because i think that and i don't want to interrupt you but some some people no 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 in, in some in some in some schools of thought maybe have a ux or a mindset that the higher power wants to quote unquote punish you yeah. or quote unquote bring wrath into x x y and z and and when when we talk about uh, the ux of a higher power it's the ux of a higher power which is merciful which is benevolent, which is loving and caring, which seeks out for me. As you said, I have a button and I may, may be able to press the button of my heart of compassion, of kindness, to be able to bring more compassion and kindness into my life. And in that way, bring more of that higher power into my business, into my relationships, into my health. Exactly. But that higher power is an infinite, infinite source of energy, of healing, of prosperity that desires to share with me all of those features exactly the there's so many different perspectives to look at it like i said i've my background because i grew up around religion but also around kabbalah spirituality the truth is but i very strongly believe this this could apply to anybody and everybody whether an, an atheist or slightly like religious not religious any 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 mindset the the practical benefit of looking at life from the user experience of the universe is here to help me. Exactly. Like you said, it's an infinite force that wants good for me. If if any of us, even right now, let's say everybody listening to this stops right now and says that sentence, you feel good. You feel good right away, which is crazy. Apart from all the other benefits that we're talking about, about how you live your life from long term to short term today to my entire life in general. But if you say the sentence right now, the entire universe and the higher power that you know, you say runs the universe, whatever that force is, there's something that gives life and to everything just wants me to be happier and more successful mm -hmm. and more secure and growing. It feels so good. Yeah. And I think that's maybe that's a practical tool. If we're going to talk about more practical tools to confront challenges, to go by about my day to day, say words like that or think words like that. You start to feel so much better in the moment. You put like in your example, which I love, you put down the chair. And what I was saying before, somebody shared with me that the true definition of healing is actually accepting. When you're able to accept things, your body heals, your mind heals. I think that's part of, they go hand in hand. So, you know, to believe that the universe is, just wants good for me, it helps you accept things and it helps you be healthier because mm -hmm. in acceptance comes healing. It was such a big eye-opener for me when that, yeah, it is. When, that was, when I learned that lesson. It healing is, is actually is. really just through acceptance. Yeah. Okay, so so Moshe, can I ask you like like a deeper question now? So if if there is a UX yeah. of life, and as you said, you know, about five ten minutes ago, we were eight billion people in this world. We have probably eight billion UXs of life. Can you give maybe an example in your life, in your experience, of a time that you have had quote unquote an upgrade to your UX of life, and that you have felt that you see the world differently, you see your life or your family or your job differently? Yeah. Um, from you know maybe a mindset shift a book or a teaching that that you have uh 
heard yeah, or totally. integrated. Can you share maybe with the audience something to that effect? A hundred percent, yeah. And also, I would love to hear your example too. But the truth is, from the moment that we started preparing this podcast, this is the first thing that came to my mind because it was a really big shift in my life that happened a couple of years ago. During the pandemic, I wouldn't say it was because of the pandemic necessarily, but over those few years, started a little bit before I went through, like I mentioned with that book, Reason to Stay Alive, it was a period in my life that was, for me, really difficult. I, what's one of the crazy parts about it is that I think if you look from the outside, you wouldn't necessarily know that it was difficult for me. That's one of the things that that author, Matt Haig, he talks about depression. It's like, it's like walking around with your head on fire and nobody can see it. I was just going through a really difficult time mentally and emotionally, and it was really painful. Um, and like I said, you might not have been able to notice from the outside, but it was like, I don't want to be too dramatic, but it was like draining life out of me. So one of the things that I always grew up with was the mindset that if you're faced with a challenge, like we're talking about, you know, if you're, the universe is always sending you good, right? So part of that is if you're faced with a challenge, it means that you're strong enough to face that challenge. And you kind of, you asked, you know, about a, an upgrade to, to my consciousness or, or, or the truth is I first went down. I first started, I grew up with that mindset. If you're faced with a challenge, that means you can handle it. There's no challenge you can't face. And I first went down and I started to not believe that anymore. And I started to say, you know, my life is so difficult right now. There's no way that I'm strong enough to face this, to face this challenge. My, it felt like my life was a challenge. I didn't have meaning. I, I really just wasn't happy. I, I was super anxious around all, all sorts of scenarios with other people. It was just such a difficult time. And I was like, just, I don't believe that. It's not true that if there's a challenge, then you can handle it. Maybe there's challenges you can't handle. And it, it didn't help. It was it was super difficult, and the re- then I I would say this was the upgrade that and 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 this maybe throws in another factor to our conversation. I really only was able to get out of it because of really beautiful, loving, caring people around me and different conversations. And in one of the conversations, I walked out of it and I said, you know what, I don't really understand it, but I'm gonna decide to believe that I can handle whatever this challenge is and the challenges that I go through. So it was a choice. I said I. It was a choice, and I and then I and then I realized that that will determine. Like we're talking about my my experience. That it's not the other way around. Like, well, whatever's happening to me in life, I can I look at it and say I can handle it or not. I realize it's the opposite. So for me, this was that's why I said it's such a big shift. I I said I decide now to believe and know that I can handle it, and then that's what will happen, not the other way around. And I started to feel better, and even a little bit better in just the moment. Like I said, when you just say things like that, you start to feel better, but more and more practice day in, day out of that mindset. I mean, I think that's a big factor of what brought me to where I am today, which which is thank God a lot better than that those few years. First of all, I have to thank you for, for sharing that, you know, so openly and so publicly. I definitely have to apologize because I think I saw you along those yeah. years and I, and I never even realized, as you said, that your head was on fire. You know, I, I, no, I, I, I uh, met, you know, a couple of times in different cities and whatever, but I, I never even imagined, you know, from, from the outside, you, you look like you were enjoying life, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so exactly. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's probably a longer because, conversation. But, because, yeah. because these, um, these, uh, these issues with, with depression or with anxiety or, or with other issues, it's like really silent on the people around the person. I mean, exactly. unless you share it, nobody will know. 
you know yeah nobody will know and there's a big party that wants to actively hide it yeah so that's why it's like why would people know you're yeah. like you want to look good you want to you want to look like everything's okay yeah especially if you're but, in um, this in this arena of helping other people or spirituality or in my case coaching you know it's like you know i yeah. have to i have to be the positive one you know how can i yeah how can i be depressed or anxious <laughs> i have to be the one motivating people yeah you know, get with the yeah. program you know? <laughs> so true so true but aaron i know you you honestly you have an incredible uh past and like you know if you want to answer the same question or just share something where something shifted for you in your user experience about either seeing the higher power or you know and then you kind of got that upgrade as well to live a different life because I, i think we'd all be super interested to hear i think it's been a couple of things i mean definitely as we said the fact that i experienced the higher power in every area of my life you know just to be also be honest and share i went through a period of my life with a bipolar disorder and it was you know definitely like you know medically treated for many years i experienced that as a handicap and as a handicap and as you know maybe a stigma you know this guy you know is bipolar or whatever you know people talking around my back and whatever i realized you know once again through reading many 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 books definitely one from from robashlak something that really comes to my mind is in the thought of creation there's a, a phrase that when ravi elazar the son of ravi shimon he was called ugly by someone walking by and ravi elazar turns up and say say that to the artisan to the creator that made me the moral of the story is that you know everything that we are physically we we know whether we're tall or short or fat or skinny or whatever color skin we are you know the creator made us that so it was when i started seeing once again the face of the creator in my bipolar disorder um and i know that now you know we have a new book by abigail and monica berg called the gift of being different and it's when i started yeah. to see my bipolar disorder as a superpower and actually not have stigma or not have you know some type of judgment or sadness that i have this condition but actually to see it as a gift from the creator that creator gave gave me this opportunity to reveal this light and to be able to have even more mercy with myself and more mercy with the world and when i started to shift that and not feel guilty or shameful or afraid of 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 being bipolar i think that my experience with life changed 100% my experience with my treatment or or whether i have to you know go in to get a checkup or whatever i don't see it as a handicap i actually see it as you know as as abigail and monica say it's a superpower you know i i think that that's that's wow. really nice that's incredible i'll repeat what you said to me but i'm being really genuine thank you for being open about that and sharing because it's so inspiring and i i i just want to add as you're speaking what came to my mind is that part of this may seem to people super illogical like what are you talking about like it doesn't make sense like superpower like what no that's but but i think you know people this is i this is a, another another thought that I, i was raised with i think it mainly came from my mom she's like you know you want to be normal or do you want to just be fun and have a good life you know you, we don't have to all be normal we could be live life a little bit illogically <laughs> is it logical sometimes it's illogical to let go and to accept uh or to look at things that seem really difficult as a superpower i really think some people are like what are you talking about but yeah maybe you're right it's not logical and uh and i prefer to live life that way but you know? maybe like, you know maybe that was the reason it happened to us in the first place because once again you come with a bag you come with a bag you know to this life to this job to this relationship right. whatever that's the bag 
So how can we transform that into even more blessings, more success, more prosperity, more health, more abundance? You know, it's like we're recycling our thoughts. You know, everything, there's a really big conversation right now about the circular economy and how we can upcycle Mm. cotton and how we can recycle more garbage. What about we recycle fear? What if we recycle doubt? What if we wow. recycle, you know, hatred or or judgment towards ourselves and others or towards this nasty divorce that I had five years ago or this bad business deal? And then the garbage of that moment, we turn it into even fuel for a brighter future, you know? Exactly, yeah. And, and, uh, uh, Aaron, I think you're like the king of metaphors. That was <laughs> such a good example. I love it. <laughs> I think that we, we should conclude with, with, you know, final thoughts, final remarks. You know, if you could talk to the Moshe of two, three years ago before what you went through happened, what would you say to this Moshe two, three years back so you can maybe inspire and prepare other people who are going through something similar? Yeah, well, that's such a good question. Um, The first thing immediately that comes to my mind, and I think it's practical for everything that we're talking about, is that I would look at, you know, I would look at that version of myself and I would say, I know it's hard. It's, it's painful. It's dark. And you, you know, the last thing, especially the darker, the more of a dark place you're in, the more negative of a situation anybody finds themselves in, the less they want someone to come and be like, no, it's all good. It's all good. Not like, no, you know, I would come to myself and say, I get it. You know, it's, it doesn't acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Um, and somehow at the same time, it's, you know, I love the idea of paradoxes. So it's, you know, at the same, the more you have to be fully real. I would look at myself again and say, the pain is real. The hurt is real. The confusion is real. You can't see how you're going to get it. It's, it's real. It's real for you. And it's and okay to feel time, it, you know, it's okay to feel it. Yeah, like exactly. allow yourself to feel that feeling. I think that's part of the experience, you know? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's part of it. It's part of if it came from the universe, then it came for, to you for a reason, even if it's uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, we're talking about this higher power feeling good, like everything's for good. Well, it doesn't feel like that. My experience, I don't feel, I feel pain and lost and hurt. And, and you know, what I would look at myself and say, and I hope to keep this going into the future is when you're ready, you know, feel the, like you said, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. But then pick yourself up even a little bit. It doesn't have to be something crazy or hard, just a little bit and look for something positive, inject something positive, ask, talk to friends around you that make you feel good or do something that makes you feel good because those things that make you feel good help you see the world in a, in good. Look for those. I, I think we spoke about it before the podcast, but like, it's like the UX is also like glasses. Like you look, you, mm-hmm. What glasses am I putting on? Mm-hmm. Look to put on glasses that, are a shade of good, even just a little bit. Right now, I, I can't figure out the solution to my problem. I don't know what it's going to be. Okay, but you know, I had a good breakfast today, and exactly, my family is healthy. You have an apartment. You God. have an apartment. You have a roof under your head. I mean, yeah. you're in New York, so it must be like what, like ten degrees right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. We've had like nice, nicely, pretty warm weather. It's not so bad, but yeah. But yeah, roof overhead. So that's really just what I would say. That and that will change the experience, and that will change the future. Is look for look for good and try to see good. And Aaron, what about you? How would you uh, wrap up today? So and, I, uh, would, I would, I would, I would, I would take out two things that we both said. The first one is definitely ask for help. I think that mm. we all need to learn how to ask for help and when to ask for help. Like if someone is going through a severe mental issue or you need help, 
please definitely not be afraid to Google, you know, mental health assistance, suicide awareness, you know, all of these things. I think that the more that we are aware that there is someone there to help us, there is a holding hand, whether it's someone from your local hospital, from a local parish or church, there is people out there who are willing to, as you said, just talk about it. And by talking about it, maybe let go a little bit of that grudge or that ugly feeling of that anger. I think that we all start to see the good. Definitely ask for help. People, the, the natural, because it's such an important point, the natural feeling to have right away when a person is going through specifically, I would say, mental health issues and, and really deep emotional issues is to feel like you're alone and you're weird and nobody else is like this and everybody else has a good life and why do i have this horrible like exactly. these mental thoughts but but the i think a big part of asking for help is to know that there's hundreds thousands millions more people that are experiencing something just exactly. like you exactly and it's not weird to ask for help it's, and they it's, went through it you know they survived yeah you know, even, yeah. you know, right now I'm, I'm seeing the news. I read a lot of U.S. news. So I know that, you know, Amazon is laying out 18,000 people and Salesforce is laying off. I don't know how many thousand people. So there's a wave of layoffs. So if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you lost your job or maybe, you know, 2022 wasn't the best in your love life, you know, or maybe you were having a health issue or God forbid, a legal issue, you can resolve this situation. I think that's yeah. the second part to have a UX of certainty that before the problem or the issue arrived in that amazing higher power, there exists your answer. You don't have to literally make up the answer or create the answer. We really need to connect to the answer within us through the power of compassion, of mercy, of kindness, through the power of having patience and resilience. The answer already exists. I need to be able to manifest the answer from within, whether it is a new job, whether it is to try again looking for my soulmate, whether it is I want to start a new diet or I want to maybe move countries. You are worthy of the answer. You are worthy of love just because you exist. If we believe that there is no answer, God forbid, to the job issue or to the financial issue, literally our mind will be closed to receiving the answer. I think that that's the most important part. That's huge. That's like the buttons, right? You, it all exists there in the universe and within you. But if you don't click the button, you're not getting to that page on the screen. If I don't exactly. make the call to, to, to ask for help for my mental issue, I will never get help. If I don't go into right. LinkedIn or Indeed or whatever platform to be able to look for a new job, I will not get a new job. If I don't go out and meet new people, I might never meet my soulmate, but I have to be able to take that leap of faith and take action, inspired action, conscious action towards manifesting that goal, you know? Yeah. And I think one of the main things that we're saying is that what leads to that action is first a thought that that solution exists and that there's more goodness and success and a better life waiting for me. And then that, you know, that thought, keeping repeating that thought and living in that space will lead to all those actions. Then I ask for help and then I look for the job or I look for the, soul, the soulmate, as we say, or the whatever, the, the partner, whatever it is. You know, when you realize that there is goodness waiting for you out there, then you go and get it. You do the actions. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. But, uh, Iron, I think we could talk all day long. I think we can talk <laughs> hours, hours long. But no, I want to thank you, Moshe. I think it's been amazing. You know, I think that, that the, the questions, I think that the sharing, the being vulnerable, it was amazing. Thank you very much for being in this episode number 12 the first episode 2023 and the doors thank you are so much for having me always open for you to come back definitely 
Oh, amazing. Thank, I'm, honestly, it's been such a pleasure. And um, so thank you so much for asking me to be on. No, really. Um, and thank you for sharing your experiences. Uh, no, I learned so you're, much. Myself you're more too. than welcome. You're more than welcome. And if you need any further information, definitely we, we really promote you to Google mental health issues or how you can be able to ask for help in your local or your state, you know, hospitals. It's definitely something that you need to look for. If you need any further information on resilience coaching, you can join www.jpskilson.com and in Instagram at Innovemos Conciencia. And if that's for all, thank you very much for enjoying this episode number 12 of Everlasting Resilience.